Memphis, and surrounding areas. Smoke Mania is your premier tobacco and smoke supply store with new inventory. They're your one-stop shop experience for all of your tobacco, accessories, and supplies to go up in smoke. E-cigarettes, a vast assortment of vape juice and salts, custom ashtrays, and even high-end cigars for the fellas. But ladies, Uh Smoke Mania got your shisha and everything you need for your private hookah set as well. Don't miss the best deals on tobacco and supplies at Smoke Mania, located at 2760 North Germantown Parkway at the northeast entrance of Wolf Chase Mall, where they got all the smoke. Hey, good Judy. You need advice? Are you looking for love in all the wrong places? Do you feel a little stuck or maybe you're having family issues? Are you trying to date again? Or are you having money trouble? All the things. Ask good Judy. I will answer your questions on air. Just hit me up at it's sunny in the shade at gmail.com. How it said is how it's spelled. It's sunny in the shade at gmail.com. Get into it. It's sunny in the shade. Get into it. It's an exclusive uh-huh. behind the scenes. Uh-huh, honey. Get into it. All right, all right, baby. Today is one of them. It is. Yeah. Look, we're going to have to just let this music roll a little bit, honey. Baby, shake them titties if you want to, baby. Even if you want to shake that ass, that's cool, too. You can shake them both. Shake your body. Get me bodied, okay? Look. Hey. Woo. Okay. So, baby, it's sunny in the shade. Yeah. And we showing up here, honey. Baby, it's all types of shit happening here. <laughs> but we're going to keep rolling. Before I get started, though, before I say anything, I do want to introduce some people. Oh, yeah. So I'm going to have to level the room. Uh-huh. First, I'm DM. And I Welcome am, back. Uh, uh, and I am the Octavius. Well, bitch, you supposed to look at your cue, not listen for what, okay? <laughs> okay. Ha! Mm. Come on, Jesus. Baby, look, don't bring him in this. <laughs> Yeah. Uh huh, baby. He'll orchestrate this a little bit neater than this. All right. All right. Oh shit. Ooh. 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 <laughs> baby, look, I'm over here grabbing mics like Jill Scott over here, y'all. Okay. All right. Oh wow. Well, it was with my hands and not my mouth. Okay. Alright, all right. anyway, I'm DM and you are. I'm the Artavius. I know, Z. honey. And also, we got. Dr. Carl Harris. He and, 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 and before I even get started, let this whip the drum rolls for honey. Hey, we got a new yeah. person. Baby. Yeah. Oh, oh, let me tell y'all who she is. <laughs> Come on. She is an award winning. Or Producer, director, even an actress, playwright, Uh Nubian queen, Uh baby, giving you good caramel and almond and mocha and (laughs) such and such, Such baby. 
Baby, when we say the good, the good African Creolist blend, <laughs> she's on. the one, baby. She's Tamika with a Y. Uh-huh. Tamika yes. Chambliss. Welcome, dear. Well, welcome, darling. Yes, Thank yes. you for the warm welcome. Thank I've been you. trying to get on your show. <laughs> What? Two years. Baby, but let me tell you. I made it, mama. Yeah. Hey, but she she's a co-host from out out in the Netherlands, but baby, she had to come in studio and give y'all a little taste. Yes. So we're gonna give you a little bit of this. We'll give you a little bit of this, Tamika. Yeah, bounce with it. Yeah, bounce with it. Yeah, bounce with it. Got a new co-host. Ah, ah. And baby, this what we been this what we been doing, baby. When the record button ain't been on the whole time, honey. But welcome, welcome. I hope you feel comfortable, baby. Look, I got her. I gave her the last little spot of wine I had, baby. So she ain't good and drunk, but she got a whole glass of water because I make sure everyone drink responsibly. Okay? She called it community wine. I know, right, baby? She said this. This this tastes like communion. I was like, baby, go ahead, find Jesus. Find Jesus, connect with Mr. Blood, the blood <laughs> that Jesus shed. Come on now. In your glass. <laughs> baby, look, she she likes the blood. I ain't got no oyster crackers, baby. I got some club minis. <laughs> look, then you can get a little silver that hen hen hen. <laughs> All right, let's get started with the show, co-host. Welcome and thank you, and uh, thank you for you listening to all of season three. We see yes. you out there. We see you commenting and emailing and everything. And I'm so glad that you're here today, listening. And also, before we get started, ask Good Judy your questions about love, life, family, them coins, even at. Motherfucker that get on your nerve at work. Child, everybody got one of them. I got one. Especially the motherfucker yes. that want to be your boss don't get paid that amount. Uh-huh. They way above their pay grade. We'll check that motherfucker for you. Send in your concerns and your questions. <laughs> you Do you wonder what your good Judy's think, baby? Holler at us. Look, we're going to go on air. We're going to air that ass out real good. Okay? <laughs> look, and, and that's First Lady. And also, Tamika with a Y. Yes. We, we gonna look, we'll get you in on yes. this, girl. <laughs> and then also, make sure that your business got big impact with small business dollars you want to make sure that your money make money then you might want to advertise for us we're a direct line to the lgbtq community and we have thousands of listeners every week that you can tap into that ain't shady baby that's just making money right. so if you want to get down with us baby we'll get your old nasty merch so that'll be customized by one of the co-hosts here and you reach out to us at it's sunny in the shade at gmail.com and how it said is how it spells just like that i love it i love it okay i'm about to say my line i fucking love it here yeah, yeah. okay I'm, I'm getting the feels all right and co-hosts make sure y'all connect with us on facebook and instagram baby them comments be they be lit okay. baby look i told y'all roro already hit us up baby look had to inbox us and give us the tea okay and we want to make sure you do the same go to it's sunny in the shade at facebook and instagram and how it said is how it spells and last if you want to get all of the hottest episodes saturday at midnight make sure you go and follow us at anchor iHeartRadio, radio apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, spotify overcast breaker stitcher pocket cast radio public and anywhere podcasts are available y'all missed that one that's all right though it's all right y'all newbies baby but y'all gonna get y'all get the hang of it all right oh so let's go ahead and get started so the reason why i wanted our special guest tamika to be here okay 
is because I wanted to give uh, an opportunity for Tamika to introduce yourself and give a little bit of your background. So I'll get into that first. But the thing that we'll be talking about today is talking about how to be um, a part of the church and people's relationship with the church and also most likely being gay or any other thing that would really alienate that person from the church. So this title is a little, it's a little juicy. It's a whole lot of words, baby, but we're going to get into it and you'll be able to define it how you want to at the end. Does that sound all right? All right. right. So Tamika, uh, first off, tell us where you, you know, grew up. Where did you spend your first years, your early years? Um, Well, I'm originally from New Orleans, Louisiana. I lived there. I was born, bred, and raised there. So I'm a chocolate Cajun Creole sister Mm -hmm, that can cook. Yes. Baby, that ain't no ton of rations there. (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. Look, I'm talking about Baby, my girl. I got you. I got you. Yes, my grandmother, like I said, born and raised in New Orleans. My grandmother, she taught me how to cook. Um been in church my whole life in New Orleans. We moved up to the Memphis area um, because my dad was um, asked to pastor a church out here. And so we packed up everything and moved to Memphis. And I've been here. I've been in Memphis for about 20 years now. All right. Yeah. Uh, 20 years that's why you don't have your act i don't hear the accent on here i don't i, don't, I try not to get mad <laughs> oh that's when it happens oh, that's when it come out so somebody piss off because i'm wondering <laughs> baby how how thick is the accent yes it's real thick well you know what you know she's living a life like she golden so it's gonna be hard for her to get that place where you gonna Child. I try not to get mad, but uh, yeah. <laughs> mm, mm, sometimes people go there. You know, I have to go there, you know, just to remind the folks, you know? right? And, and so, okay, so you grew up in well, New Orleans, but mm-hmm. you've been in Memphis for twenty years. Yes. And before we get into your Memphis tea, let me talk about that New Orleans tea. Can yes. I say New Orleans with yes. you? Because I know some of the natives, they get tired of us eating their damn city name up and stuff, you know. <laughs> and I'm one of them because, baby, I'll drop a baby real quick and okay. be like, yes. And oh, I know, yeah, because I ain't going to tell my story, child, <laughs> but I had me a little piece from New Orleans. Uh-huh. And, baby, they, they still got the accent. Yes. Oh. Now my dad, my brother still has his accent. My yeah. dad still has his accent. Um, and like I said, a lot of times, especially like when I'm around family, it just kind of like spills out. Yeah. Uh huh. Um, without really me even trying, but when I'm in a more, you know, kind of, cons- I wouldn't even say conservative, but formal setting, mm-hmm. you know, I'm just kind of like, let me. Okay, formal. Formal. Oh, yes. Okay. All right, formal. Well, okay. So speaking of formal. Yes. I heard. That uh, you're your girl. You're a preacher's kid. I am. You are. PK, PK, PK. Baby, PK. Look, let me tell y'all. Doctor Call set up. <laughs> <laughs> Baby, that touched you right there. You know a PK, Doctor Call? Of course. Okay, I ain't gonna ask on no, what level. We okay, not, we not gonna go there. okay, baby, the Hennessy in them. I ain't finna ask them on there. Okay, <laughs> baby, self incriminate. So I, so I was wondering though, like uh, with being a PK, you have a very unique way of perceiving the world, and then also, you know, looking at the church, you've had a more candid look at how the church operates as well, right? Yes. And so I thought it was really like we had a conversation on the phone and baby, when I tell you, I gagged the whole time and I usually don't get gagged. So I was interested in uh, trying to 
you know, just get get a lot of your information, your tea, like your viewpoint on this. So there, I will be asking questions. I, I I invite everybody who got a mic up in here, Dr. Call, dig in, okay? Okay. First lady, dig this. in, okay? All right. Like, and it's not like we ain't finna set you up like on a shooting oh, yeah. wall or nothing. <laughs> but I want, but I love how, and I I told Artavis because I talked to him after I spoke with you. I was like, you're a teacher. Oh, yeah. And I think that some people listen to this podcast or if they're able to find us on IG, hopefully we can start a conversation going, a healthy dialogue. Um, And I think you are in a perfect position uh, being that you write so many stories and put them out into the world. And you can also articulate um, the viewpoint of a lot of people from a faith based position and also enmesh and get an understanding of like, when do you go by doctoring in certain situations? And then when do you go by just, you know, human and love? Yeah. Thank you. And so I want to really get your opinion on that. So I'm going to throw some questions at you. That's cool. Yeah. And it's okay. Look, And I'm going to give everybody one up. If y'all hear a phone, baby, (laughs) it's one of us in here because we trying to do like a million one things at one time. (laughs) And baby, I only got two arms and child, I barely can walk and chew gum. Okay. Um, so I wanted to get started and, and, and stop me co-host. If you know, you got, thoughts because i want this to be a thought-provoking type of conversation um so i'm wondering like i think the first question that i would have is i think the the hugest separation um that happens with the church is with the gay community absolutely um and that's anywhere being lgbtq plus and i think that um that's also my personal opinion that's the easiest we're the easiest targets in the church to go after when the church wants to take a stance on their doctrine and who they are and what they believe in and who will worship with them. Right. So the question I have with you is like, why do that occurrence happens where the church is so strong and doubles, triples down, quadruples down yeah. on their stance against the LGBTQ community existing inside of their sanctuaries and their uh, congregations? Um, a lot of times, and you said it, it's like the easiest thing to point out. Okay. Because you can hide a liar. You know, mm-hmm. you can even hide a cheater. You can hide someone who sows discord, someone who's not necessarily paying their tithes. You can hide all of that. Okay. You can't hide, you know, a person like a, a guy who walks in and he's, he's feminine. Mm-hmm. You can't hide that. You can't hide a, a woman that walks in and, you know, she's masculine. And so it just tends to be that that thing that just stands out the most. Yeah. And it's, and then the other thing is, is, I mean, just to be completely honest with you is that. Okay. Mm, it's a safe space. <laughs> okay. I know we on record, but yes. it's a safe space here. So if yeah. you, if you, if you're, you know, hesitant of sharing anything, no, I'm going to be a hundred percent transparent when it comes down to this. I think the biggest thing is that you have leaders who fall in the previous categories of being a liar, being a cheater, stealing and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. And so they don't really double down on those things because that's who they are. So it's mm. easier for me to point out your flaws and make you the focal point of the sermon or the focal point of, of, of the, um, 
being ostracized and all that kind of stuff because I can hide behind everything else. Yeah. You know, um, and so I think that a lot of times that's the reason why, you know, the LGBTQ plus community tends to be that in the church is just like that thing you are not supposed to like you could be everything else you can mm-hmm. lie go ahead and lie you can cheat because see god gonna forgive you for all that but don't walk up in here a man and you twitching you know what i'm saying okay i got a question uh-huh. for you there. Mm, yes. okay now what about when you have where they be label labeling um the gay folks in church mm-hmm. such as um the choir director oh i know he's gay mm-hmm um, but see, he bringing money into the church, right? Right. Mm. <laughs> right he's bringing money in the he's church. He's bringing but money. Right. When you get the pastor to go ahead and start preaching about being gay and everything, this is after the choir went on and decided to sing and bring in the money for the offering, right? I think that, you know, it's... <laughs> what was the look, though, Carl? <laughs> he was like, answer that. Right. <laughs> I was like, what is, what is Carl doing? Carl, you've been giving me looks all the, all the session. I'm like, I keep telling you, can't nobody hear your looks. Baby, he be giving me the eye like, now check that. Right. But no, a lot of times in church, you know, um, churches, if, if you are the person that's bringing in... Especially in the black the church, money. music will people will come for the music before they come for the sermon. So yeah. if the music is on point, the choir is on point, and you know you play music when people giving, they happy, and all that kind of stuff, I'm gonna let you keep being you because you paying my bills. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's hypocritical all in itself, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. Okay. So um, the thing for me, I'm wondering also with that subject matter on the table is like when you were talking about the church kind of looks at it as a hierarchy of what's visible and what's not visible. Absolutely. Right. So what makes, what makes it so easy for those uh, people who are in leadership to, you know, go and cheat on their wives and have kids out of wedlock and, you know, go right. kill somebody in a car crash and go, you know, be pimping, pimping <laughs> holes from the church, you know, yeah. And all type like I've heard so many stories and then, you know, we've talked and you share some things. And I was like, even like stunned over that. When a person is in, 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 I'm going to give a point and then I'll have that question. So the point that I have is like being LGBTQ in the church, it's like you still have guys who are DL, right? Mm -hmm. And we know that this is a culture that happens and that's why it's such a prominent conversation for heterosexual women to have um, because they're like, Oh, my man DL and he might give me something and this, that, and the third. But then what we don't also add that layer of context to that is that a lot of these men are in faith based communities Absolutely. and congregations and out here and they want to have their life and have their beard and be in the church. Yeah. But they going to go and tipping, you know, tipping off, especially like baby, I'm going to get rid of blows people out of the water. <laughs> We already know the church convocations and shit. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. But we don't talk about that. I don't hear about that. And I think I had not really had that conversation until I spoke with you before we got a chance to come in studio. And I just thought that was fucking crazy. I was like, I started just thinking about it. Like I never even given it thought, even though I knew it exists because I know people who are in the church and who do participate in this shit and they would never say they're a part of the community. 
question for you. Uh, being a PK, mm-hmm. I'm sure you've probably been around even like elders, like in, in the upper epsilon of like the churches. Mm-hmm. What is their viewpoint on those people in the church? Um, it's kind of one of those things where if it's not open, don't talk about it. Don't kiss and tell. Right. Mm-hmm. You don't kiss and tell, mm. you know, um, <clears throat> because again, again, it goes back to, and this is, and my disclaimer is this, this is not every okay. church. Cause I don't want people to be like, Oh, she talking about right, this is not right. every church, but there are churches where it is. Like he said, you don't kiss and tell, you know, um, we had a pastor who, you know, and I shared this with you. Um, okay. We went to Bible study one night and my mama opened up the mailbox and a pastor that we affiliate, he was sending his, he had the uh, the child support people sending his child support papers to our church. So his mm. wife would know that he had a baby on the side. Uh-huh, mm. honey. You know, <laughs> so wow. it's one. And the thing is, is the church knew about this yeah. and they did not hold him accountable because right. again, he can preach good. He look good. He can sing. He's bringing in money into the church. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, it's almost one of those things where the church has become synonymous with corporate America. It's the exact mm. same thing. You know, you bring mm. in the money, we're going to let you do whatever you do. Just don't let your stuff come out. Right, it's a business. It's right. a business. You so, know. let me before we go to break, what uh, denomination did you grow up with as a PK? Uh, apostolic. Apostolic. Okay. So, tell me the difference with apostolic the best you can to deviate because I know we like we name all the denominations, child. Yeah. You know, you got Kojic, you got Seven Day Full Baptist, <laughs> and you know all the AME, CME, Missionary Baptist. So tell me about your particular denomination and how they're different from some of the others. Um, apostolic is, uh, I call it old school, because you have different versions of apostolic. Okay. Uh, I grew up in old school apostolic, where you had to wear your hair covered, you wore dresses, you were nine years old looking like you 35, you know, you, you there was no lipstick, no lip gloss, no nail color, no nothing. And mm-hmm. you lived in a way where... The man was the head of everything. You consulted with him for everything. Mm-hmm. You didn't step in the pulpit. You know, you didn't go question the pastor. You didn't ask questions. None of that stuff. You, as a woman, mm-hmm. you maintain your silence unless right. you're called upon. Um, and yeah, so for what, 17 years, I wore my first set of pants when I turned 17. Wait, what? <laughs> my first time wearing pants it was my last my 12th grade year of school so yep wow yeah so how was that feeling i told my mom i started working and when i started working at 16 i told my mom i said when i start making my own money i'm gonna start buying my own clothes so okay even when you because you you working at 16 right mm-hmm. but like were your work uniform pants by chance um so my mom then was like they wanted me to wear dresses but the, um, cause I work for Taco Bell, you okay. know, and they was like, we can't give you a dress. You have to wear pants. So I had to wear like really baggy pants, you know? And yeah, so it was like culottes borderline. So, okay. So this is where, wow. <laughs> Question. Cause, and I know we're supposed to go on a break, but you, you give me what I need here. Yeah. So in Taco Bell, mm-hmm. if you can't wear a dress mm-hmm. and you have really baggy pants what is how is that acceptable for the church 
when they're saying, first off, you need to wear a dress. Well, let me tell you this. I was playing basketball and we played basketball in culottes and culottes are nothing but pants that are baggy enough to look like a dress. And so I literally like I was on a basketball team and we were so, you know, big on you can't wear pants that we literally had the seamstress make us culottes. To look like we were in dresses. What the fuck best. is culottes? I never yeah. heard of that. Child. Have y'all heard of that? Yes. They're like, honey, really I'm my fashion child. Give me jeans and t shirt. No, I'm, I'm, okay, so I'm going to have to Google culottes on yes. this break. Yes. Okay, so, so were that, of course, you having to wear a dress because of your religious beliefs mm-hmm. that limited you to after school activities or extracurriculars that you had, Absolutely. you were able to do? So, like, I couldn't be a cheerleader. You know, um, I couldn't be but on that's the dance dress. team. Yeah, but it was too short. Short dress, the legs no. too wide. Going right. to, so I couldn't be cheerleading. I couldn't do dance team. I couldn't do ballet. I wanted to do ballet. Couldn't do ballet. Yeah, you can give up swimming. So couldn't do swimming. You know. So I ended up falling towards basketball. You know. So I was on a basketball team. Played basketball like my entire school year and all that kind of stuff. Um, but yes, yeah, so I, I bought my first pair of pants when I turned seventeen. Yeah. <sighs> Child, it's sun in the shade. <laughs> Baby. And even those pants were baggy because I was just was like, Lord Jesus, if they're too, they too tight, I might go to hell, Lord. Oh, Lord. You know, so, so you were still at the, in the mind frame that, okay, you're still, violating your religion absolutely. as that was going on? And I was still in that mindset because I had been brought up literally my whole life. We were told a woman is, so, is supposed to only wear things pertaining to a woman. Mm-hmm. And we were taught that pants were pertaining to a man. But what happened was when I turned 16, I started studying and I was like, let me start researching biblical times attire. Mm -hmm. And when I started, I was like, wait a minute, they were wearing dresses. Oh my goodness. You know what I'm saying? I said, wait a minute, hold up. Because in those days it was, it wasn't pants. It was dresses and it was colors. Mm -hmm. So you couldn't wear certain colors. If you were a man, you couldn't wear certain uh, like un- undergarments or overgarments if you were a woman. You had to wear your hair covered. So I was like, wait a minute, they weren't even wearing pants. Girl, hold on. You giving me all the... Please stop that right. Cause I, I got to get this. Yeah. Okay. Okay, let's pay some bills. All right. Uh, Tatiana, girl, I came through. You wasn't at the house, so it ain't like I'm dodging you. But anyway, <laughs> it's sunny in the shade, baby. We'll be right back talking about having dual identities representing being LGBTQ and the church and Let's everything see. else child because it's so much in between it's so much in, in between uh-huh, all right so let's go ahead and we'll see y'all on the other side of this commercial okay that was our bonus episode thank you co-host for listening but tune in next week and you can get the rest of the tea but before you do season three episodes are still available also seasons one and two go to these platforms and download them now anchor iHeartRadio, apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, spotify overcast breaker stitcher pocket cast radio public and anywhere podcasts are available once you listen to those episodes tune in next week and let's go ahead and chat shit honey get into it we'll see you later Later.